You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello and welcome to another Best of 2017 episode of Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, hello. Hello. And <laughs> today we've got a twofer. You know, we get a lot of interviews here on Fun Employment Radio. I like We're a good really use of twofer, by the way. A twofer. I know. Yeah. That, that doesn't get used a lot. That's another word for 2018 that needs to be brought That's back. That's true. We have twofer. a lot of old-timey words that I feel like we need to um, start, you know, Putting it into our lexicon. Sure. Yeah, I think that's absolutely that's that's absolutely what needs to happen. Um, so we we do get a lot of interviews here at Fun Employment Radio, and one of our favorite ones from this last year of all of them. I mean, we have so many great ones, which you can find at funemploymentradio.com, Was our buddy Todd Glass stopping by, and so that's going to be part of this episode. But before we get to the Todd Glass interview, we do have. This. And, you know, if you listen to this show a lot, you know mm-hmm. I've got some particular opinions about certain foods. You're a little persnickety. I'm a little, we're, we'll, I'm we'll, a little picky. No, persnickety. I think persnickety? We're gonna, that, yeah. Is that another old-timey word? We're going to need to put that in there, too. That we need you to You are the pickiest person, and sometimes that pickiness can be masked, or it totally is, ungratefulness. It can be masked as that. No, but it's not ungratefulness. Because it seems it's as a... if, like, Greg, since he only likes particular things, um, sometimes is not appreciative of things that he is given. Oh, because that's not they true. Aren't up, always, to, up to snuff. I'm always for him. appreciative. It's just I may not, you know, eat it, and and it's not a sign of disrespect. It's just, um, mm. no, I don't, I don't really want to, uh, I don't want to eat it. But that's what this one was about. It's about prosciutto. God, prosciutto is so gross. But it was very nice of you to bring this. Oh my gosh! All right, well, why don't you? So, let, so you can hear both sides in this next one. So you, you can, can see which which side of the debate you come up. May, you come yeah, up make on. your decision. I'm sure everybody's on my side of this. Yeah, one. I'm absolutely sure. So let's go and play true. that, and we'll hop back and talk about Todd really quick. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Well, let's get back to the beginning of the show. So here's what happened, Sarah and. I was very thankful of this. Actually, why don't we do this? I'm going to read exactly what you posted, and then I'm going to back, and then I'm going to tell the story of how it actually happened. Okay, yeah, because I'd really like to hear your version, because I know it's not going to be true. Okay, here's what uh, here's what Sarah posted. Let's see. He's in a... Wait, about the free sent... Okay. Here's what Sarah posted. He, I guess meaning me, is there a oh, post no. before that? There is. Did I think you it delete just, something? No, I didn't delete anything. Did I don't you, know are you cover, trying to cover your tracks? Because I'm looking at your Twitter page, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it looks like you're kind of deleting your posts, Sarah. So no, I'm not you... deleting my posts. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. At Greg Nibbler, forgot food today. Oh, you're supposed to put a dot in front of that, because otherwise then it's only people who follow both of us that will see that. Oh, okay. Where can I find it? Where did you even find that? Yeah, I had to go to your tweets and replies. Okay. Okay. At Greg Nibbler, forgot food today, so I bought a sandwich and chips for us to split. He is now complaining because it has prosciutto. A, that's wrong, but I'll come back to that. And then she followed this up. That re- that received three replies. Um he is complaining about the free set. This is an all caps post. He is complaining about the free sandwich I bought for him. It is not good enough. I mean, duh, of course he hates prosciutto. My bad. And then that is followed up with replies to people who are now angrily posting, tagging me in it. Jonathan wrote, it's ham, thin ham, but ham. And it's on a free sandwich. Say thank you and eat your lunch. Yeah, that was one I'm, reply. I'm on Team John. Uh, Beatrice wrote, this is officially the lowest of the lows on Greg's <laughs> food ticks. The condiments I didn't get but was okay. But prosciutto, the hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Ben wrote, uh, the world will never understand Greg and his food ways. I've come to let it go. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. But So, so Ben, now at Patch least. Patch said, Greg needs a timeout in the corner. Reed says, <laughs> it's amazing how much Greg Nibbler can be like Donald Trump's Oh, sad. my God. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Here's what's going on. Fine. Since I've been outed, I've been forced to make a stand, and I've got you to— You did make a stand. You made a stand with I your opinion when stand. it wasn't good enough no, for you. No, because I didn't want to—this isn't a public stand. Here's the deal. So, yes, Sarah got a sandwich, and I was I'm really grateful that she brought in food. I was grateful for that. I said thank no, you. No, it wasn't even I brought in—not only did I bring it in, I actually took time out of my morning to call Greg because I know that Thursdays can be a bit busy for him. God, I am— Awesome. Because I'm like, okay, I know Thursdays are a bit busy and you probably forgot food. So I called him this morning to ask if he needed me to grab him some food. Yeah. Which he did because he forgot food. Yes, I did. Yeah. And so I did. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll pick us up something. So I went to um, my local grocery store and went to the deli and I got this delicious handmade uh, prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, basil, um, pesto, or not pesto, uh, basil, tomato sandwich. It yeah. was delicious delicious and uh so it was a big sandwich cut it in half so i was like i'll eat half of it greg will eat half of it yeah. he'll be so excited because it's like a good sandwich and which i noticed you've hidden over there which those aren't yours those are to share i bought some cheetos i'm not eating cheetos nowadays but you brought in cheetos so of course i ate some of yeah them. he's just totally hidden them behind his bag like i'm gonna forget like i actually i'm not trying them. to steal the cheetos from you that's that's not th- okay you've turned me into enough of a monster Kellyanne Conway. Like, I'm not, I'm not stealing Cheetos from you. Okay, so here's the deal. <sighs> All right. And I, I, I never like saying this publicly, which is why I never want to say it on this show, because I know the backlash and I know it's an unpopular opinion. And I know how to keep that to myself because people will come out and they'll attack me for being who I am and what I like. Oh, and this is what wow. happens. Because, oh, you know, I have to live bear, Greg. I have to live with this and I, I know just don't say anything to people because, you know, they're going to attack you and they're going to be mean to you. So it's best just to keep this to yourself, Greg. And I was proven right today. So here's the deal. I'm coming out here. I'm saying this now. I'm going to just say it. I, Greg, do not like prosciutto. I don't like prosciutto. Wow, Prosciutto Greg. is... Okay, and I know it's unpopular. So brave of you to take such a bold stance. Have you seen the backlash that's already coming my way for not liking prosciutto? So the thing is— I don't is, think it's so much—see, uh, that's the thing, Greg. I don't think it's so much of you not liking prosciutto as it is that you were ungrateful for your free sandwich. I was quite grateful for the free sandwich, well, and I ate the sandwich. You didn't even say thank you. I said thank you multiple times. That is— Okay. With your with making your face, Let's, your grossed right. out face. I think you've gotten too used to just making up stories about me. I'm I, not making up stories. All right, yeah, because I said, I'm like, oh, Greg, yes. look at the sandwich and I, I said, got thank you. thank you. All right, well, yes. Okay, I'm sure you said like, thank you. Like, come yes. on. <laughs> Give me something here. But you're like, but then it was like the thank you once you realized it was prosciutto because that wasn't good enough for you. That is not what happened. That is just simply not what happened. What happened is I said thank you, and I didn't say anything after that. No, you went like this. You went. He kind of sneer, like sneered up his nose, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Why does that not sound good to you?" And then under his breath, he's like, "I don't like prosciutto." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And then because and, I knew the attack that was going to come my way for not liking something that oh everybody else likes. Oh my gosh! No, and then you continue to go on, and then not only does he say the prosciutto thing, but he insists, insists that I knew that he didn't like prosciutto. 
You kept saying that over and over again. You knew I didn't like prosciutto. Why would I possibly know that you didn't like prosciutto? I've talked about it before. Oh, my God. So one time you mentioned something. I can't. I need to start keeping a list of things that you actually do like because the list of things you don't is so long. It'd probably be easier. All right. No. So here's – look. I just – I think prosciutto is – and I, again, I know and I, I gather now that I am very much in the minority of this. It's, it's too salty. It's chewy. It's like it's, it's stringy, 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 salty meat, and yeah, it's just salt with the mozzarella ugh. and the basil. I like the mozzarella and the basil. It's just the uh, stringiness of the prosciutto, just like ugh. yeah, it doesn't work for me. When I was in, when I went to, I was talking about this before the show because I was telling Sarah she'd probably really enjoy Madrid, and I know you've been to Madrid before, but as as like an adult, because uh, that's all they eat there. It's like prosciutto and ham. It's a city of ham, and if you don't like the flavor of ham, you're out of luck. <laughs> I became a vegetarian for three days. <laughs> so you're saying is Madrid has a very strong stance on prosciutto. They have a strong opposite. stance on prosciutto. I would not survive well there. Uh, okay, so there's, there's questions coming in here. <laughs> In the in the chat, so uh, <laughs> if only the and media. I understand. <laughs> hey, this is a reaching across the aisle thing. Let's let's do it this way. Like reach across the aisle to understand how someone wouldn't like prosciutto. Um, so let's see, so nipple says, so you prefer your meats bland and tough? Um, no, not tough. I like tender, but I don't want stringy. That's that part just doesn't work for me. Um, okay, Mr. Jenky says, if only the media would accurately report on the nibbler administration. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> And that's what oh it is. These stories, many people have told me they don't like prosciutto as well. Actually, nobody has ever told me that. Nobody's uh, ever said that. No one I mean, has ever if, told me like that. If, if people don't like prosciutto, they keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like me. They've been forced to keep quiet you, about it. Why did you it. even feel like you had to tell me? Like I already That'd be thought, like if somebody said – Why did you even tell me? Why didn't you just eat the sandwich if you were going to eat it anyway? I didn't tell you. You just gathered by the look on my face that there was something wrong, and then you pried until you figured it out. I no, actually because you looked all it. grossed out. No, you're just like, thank you. I didn't. Okay. I'm saying you said thank this you, is... but I'm saying as soon as I said like, oh, yeah, it's really delicious. You're going to give was... me that. You're giving me that I said thank you. Yes. I'm okay. You're going to give me that I said thank you. Yeah. Okay. It's like Ace Rothstein at his trial or something here. So, yeah. No, I, you're giving me that. You're giving me the thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, um, <laughs> all right. Some of the other questions that are coming in here. Uh, Cammy says, isn't that how beef jerky is described? No, beef jerky is different, though. That's. That's – I don't know. I like beef jerky. Beef jerky I can do. It's the tougher. It's not quite as salty. Um, let's see. Tony says, so does he hate string cheese also? I actually ate string cheese this morning. So, no, I'm, I'm good on string cheese. It's not super salty. It's like you're bragging about eating string cheese. That's really weird. Yeah. You know that. Um, Jasmine says, God, you'd think you'd got mayo on the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't like mayo either. Blood Vixen says, ham hater. Yes, I, I'm not – I'm just not – I don't like ham. It's not my thing. I think it's as bad as if – like the saying I don't like prosciutto with the backlash that's, that's headed, headed my way for this because of my choices. Um, people are uh, – it's kind of like when bacon was that whole huge thing. If you'd have come out and said, I don't like bacon. No. Yeah. I think it's – I don't really like bacon and that wasn't – it's not really a thing. Well, it was though. A few years ago, that was a huge thing. Yeah, I guess there was a whole like bacon renaissance for a while there. Um, I think prosciutto is such a delicacy. Like I don't think that a lot of people eat prosciutto all the time enough to to not like it. Okay. Let's get to the other side of this. So I did eat this. I did eat it. And it's. I think some of the other speculation is that, yeah, well, I ate half of it. Half of the half. So you ate, what, like an inch? 
Yeah, but that's normal. I mean, and I think, uh, you know, when it comes down to the free side, we all know I enjoy free lunches. I am not going to be ungrateful for a free lunch. This is that. This is the thing. This is why the backlash against that is so wrong. I enjoy free lunch so much. Free food. If I get something free, I ate something <laughs> I didn't like, and I still ate it because it was free. Kristen just said we all know way too much about Greg's food preferences. <laughs> she was asking, don't, don't you have something that you uh, make involving bacon? That is correct, Kristen. He likes to eat his apples with peanut butter with pieces of bacon in it. Yes, I like my bacon to where it's almost charred, to where it's like almost charcoal at the end of it. That's that's the kind of bacon I like. Um, is it really free if you got to do this? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I hate it because of the way – oh, Giada. Giada pronounces it. Okay, something, something about Giada that Tony is writing there in the chat. All right. Anyway, I just – I think that I, I'm, I'm having to deal with this, and there are other people out there like me that don't like prosciutto and don't like popular food items, and they're afraid to say it. And I feel like, if nothing else, I'm making a stand for all of those other people out there who are afraid to admit what they don't like, despite the fact of popular opinion and that everyone's going to be against them. Yeah, I, I don't to, like prosciutto. I'm trying to think of things I don't like. I don't like chicken wings. Yeah? Yeah, those just gross. And at my bowling party yesterday, they they ordered, like, every kind of chicken wing possible. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm not going to – I just can't eat the stringy off the bone stuff. Can't do it. And yet you sit there and it's skewer me. It's thinly sliced, thinly sliced, delicious delicacy meat. So with, with with fresh soft mozzarella so and basil and a, like fresh bread. So if it's something you and don't vine like, vine ripened tomatoes, then that's that's perfectly fine. But if it's something I don't like, then I'm in the wrong. You didn't buy me anything that I'm saying isn't good enough. I did not say that. This is the turn, spinning of the who facts. got who lunch? Right. Yes, and who I said coffee? thank you. Who brought you coffee? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand Stuck, what you're stacking up against you. What your goal is here. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Very brave, Greg. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I just, I don't like prosciutto. I don't think I'm a terrible person for that. I don't think that makes That's me an being awful asked, person. What is your opinion of feta cheese? I like feta. I what like feta cheese. don't you like? Um, what cheese don't I like? I'm not a, uh, I'm okay with most cheeses. Like I, I generally, I generally go, um, I generally go with (laughs) the, uh, pepper jack, you know, isn't prosciutto just Italian bacon? Well, okay. If they burnt it to a crisp, then maybe I would eat it, but no, that's just, look, it's just where it is. I don't know why, why this makes me a bad guy. I don't know why am I a bad guy for this? It's okay. I just won't get lunch anymore because clearly I don't know your food preferences well enough. I'm, I ate it, and I said thank you. All right. Well, regardless, I guess I'm just gonna have to live a pariah. That's just how it's going to be from now on. That's who I am. Well, now I definitely know that you don't like it. It's just it's I won't make my, that mistake it's again. It's okay. It's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. And the more uh, Twitter posts come in. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. Well, there it is. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I still think I'm right. You, I'm very grateful. Well, since then, I don't think I've purchased you a single sandwich. No, you haven't. No. No. 
Yeah, no. I, I learned my lesson. Turkey, turkey's always good. Hello. <laughs> All right. Oh my! Yeah, I'm gonna get punched. Never so, again. <laughs> so next, let's play our interview with Todd Glass. You know, and we've had Todd on. I don't even know how many times here on Fun Employment Radio. Uh, many times, and he's always great. And every interview with him is always different. He's just a he's a very dynamic guy. You never know what's gonna happen he when he comes in. And, and that's why that's why he's always such an interesting interview. You're right yeah. because no uh, two interviews are ever the same with it's him. It's always different. Yeah. And this one was was so much fun. And he talked about a lot on this in this interview that was I just found fascinating. And a really great guy. So we're gonna go ahead and play that. And then at the end, you know, we'll phase out for today. But like I said, we've got a bunch of best of 2017 episodes available on iTunes or on our website. Um, I don't know which day you're listening to or when you're listening to this, but you can always go to funemploymentradio.com and search our episodes and find find them there. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Again, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And go to our website and follow us on Twitter and all yes, that stuff. Yes, and please enjoy this interview with Todd Glass. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't mind the cold. It's refreshing. It's so nice. I'm so tired of sweating. I know. Ugh. Sweat all summer. Reminds me of an old Kevin Meany bit. I don't want this. I don't like the cold. Why don't you move where it's warm? I don't like the warm. I want to live in the mall where the temperatures are always the same and people are nice. Good morning, Shopper Meanie. Good morning, Shopper Smith. <laughs> that is pretty much everybody in Portland, though. If it's too hot, it's, oh, it's unbearable. It's everywhere. And then all of a sudden, oh, the rain's back. It's depressing. Yeah. Oh, now it's snowing. It's too cold. So it isn't just it's Portland. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. You forget that it's like you just get, but... It's too hot. It's too cold. Leave me alone. Yeah, you just got to see like the whole transition of the seasons because yesterday it was like 88. Yeah. And then today it's 65. Mm-hmm. Like, it just happens overnight. We're talking we, about weather. We are everybody. just starting in with this with weather. Uh, Todd Glass, everybody here to talk about weather today. Yes. Thank you. Joining us. I mean, he does make uh, everything with his dulcet tones sound a little more interesting than it is. Yeah, if you read a weather report, I would be interested. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit of the uh, coming in from the uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's a little- I actually read, when I, before I was getting ready to leave Philadelphia, I uh, some woman, I dealt with, uh, I don't know why they thought because of this that they would bring me in, but it was the local weather, and the woman, one of the anchor people was at the comedy club and saw the way I dealt with a heckler, and she thought I would be able to be on the, cu- you know, work on the, on the what's the word, uh, on the cuff or yeah, on the, f- oh, on yeah, the fly, yeah. On the fly the, and be able the to, cuff. Yeah, yeah, off the cuff, and they brought me in because they needed a new weather person, <laughs> and I am geographically, I mean, not just bad, but horrendous, <laughs> so I went in with my friend Katie early, and we put little, like, wrote down like where oh, I don't really remember. I have a video of it. Oh, is and it? it was so. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> we did, I didn't do it for real. I went in the afternoon and they rolled cameras and I did a test run and then they were going to look at six or seven people testing to do the weather. Yeah. But I remember going out in California. It's well, no one's going out there anyway, so what's it matter? <laughs> I tried to like make it work that I didn't. Oh, it was so nerve wracking. I was I, a, a traffic reporter when I first moved here and I didn't know anything about any of the roadways and I just made that shit up as yeah. I was going because I didn't know the nicknames like I-84 is the band field so I was trying to like all I, all I would do is just make stuff up and it was like five in the morning so nobody was watching yeah. anyway I always figured if you said throw to this like right now if someone goes Todd we don't have our traffic person just <laughs> keep it as generic as you can we're going to go to you 
in 30 seconds. Just give us some weather. And then you go, thank you very much, Lisa. Well, surprisingly, it's not uh, bad out there right now. We did have a little backup about a half an hour ago on the 48. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. And just a lot of euphemisms for like, you know, slowing, like slow to stop and go. We've seen oh, yeah, some, that was... uh, bumper to bumper, seen some brake lights. Yeah. Seeing some have... brake lights. That's seeing good. Seeing some yeah. brake lights Saw out some there. brake lights out there. Seems to be going all right right now. A little bit of bumper to bumper, but that's okay. We're all going to get there safe. That's the most important thing. Back to you, Lisa. My favorite phrase was slow to stop and go. Slow to stop. It sounded really... (laughs) Which means nothing. It means nothing. What if you said, throw to me and act like that happened? You go, Todd, we don't have a traffic person. We're on like a man. And go, Todd, uh, how's the traffic looking out there? And I go, I'll I'll do a good job. Just throw to me. I think I can handle it. Throw to me. (laughs) Okay. uh, All right. uh, So, Todd, we... Wait, am I the news person or am I the panicked uh, producer? No, you're throwing to me to do the traffic. You've asked me. (laughs) There it is, a water skiing squirrel. And here we have Todd Glass with the traffic. Stay home! If you don't have to go to work, stay home! It's days like this that I love that we leave the windows open. I don't care. Some, you know, because it is true. Do you ever drive? Like, sometimes when I used to be, like, going home late from the improv when I first moved to L.A., and I would go home at, like, you know, sometimes 3, three in the morning, and people would be on the way, where are you going? Like, where am I going, I could ask myself. But no, I know where I'm going. Go home. Go home. What are you riding around in the street for? I got places I got to be. I figured everyone else, what are you doing? Yeah, it's all their problem. Yeah, They don't have anything doing. They're just there to annoy you. You know, speaking of what you just said about that scream, put in the context, it makes total sense. And I moved my podcast studio. Was it in a, it it doesn't matter where it was. It was at a studio. Uh But uh, the studio, they were, I, I couldn't have it there anymore. So I moved it. In, in my backyard, there's um, some garages that used to be carriage houses. Mm-hmm. But then uh, probably whatever year it was, they switched them over to garages. But they have the look of a carriage house. And oh, I wow. turned two of them into my podcast studio. What? And But the thing is, it's not the music that is. I worry. Some people go, oh, you mean the music? Because we'll play music. Mm-hmm. I go, you know, it's not even that. People know what music is. There was a perfect example of so what my neighbors must think. It's not the, even the volume. It's like that couldn't sound like people are silly and having a good time. If you just heard that out the window. Yeah. Ah! Like there's no one. Someone goes, no, oh, it's people probably just doing a bit. They don't even know what bits are. I so I went, you know, the biggest fans that you can get at like Home Depot. Oh, like the or super industrial one? Super industrial. Yeah. Like literally like. You know, like the size of, I, I don't even know how to big, like a truck tire. Mm. It's literally the size of the biggest truck tire in, uh, that you can, like a huge 18-wheeler truck tire. Yeah, yeah. And I put it outside the door, and I wheel it out there. It's got wheels on it. And it created like white, The uh, I call it the gigantic white noise machine. Like, you know, the little sound machine? Oh, uh-huh. I sleep with a white noise app every right. night. Right. Yeah. So, and it works. It it sanded it down. Like so, we would go inside. We turn the fan on outside, and we would just yell as loud as we could, and it did work. So now my Whoa. neighbors, because I had to go to all, my, I went to three neighbors and said, "Listen, I'm doing a podcast out of there, and I just want you to know if you hear something." Don't try to be nice. Like, don't think, well, we don't. I go, tell me. I want to know. Yeah. So the yeah. next day after the first podcast, I asked them. They're like, yeah, we heard it, but it wasn't. It was in the distance. It was fine. <laughs> Just screaming in the distance. Yeah. yeah now that you know the fan thing, that sounds like a serial killer move, too. Like, the fan will mask the screams. 
Yeah, but, oh my yeah. god, that <laughs> sounds like a movie on HBO. Know, right? <laughs> this Thursday, the fan will mask the screen. Do you have a picture? I'm looking at that. I'm looking at your picture. Are you, do you call it the barn? Is that it? I called the barn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's beautiful. Yeah, there's some new pictures up there, too. Yeah, it's it, that is a wide angle, so it looks bigger than it is. Yeah, I was going to say, like that looks It's like a two-car garage, basically. And it's like, it's full. there we go. There's Do you have the, soundproofing behind the curtains? Uh, or just, just, are the curtains the soundproofing? Yeah, and insulation. Anyway. That's awesome. There you go. So how have you been? Doing good. You're wow. Doing good? I'm sorry. I'm just I'm yeah. coveting your studio Yeah, right now, now. I, I want to see this afterward. Yeah. <laughs> no, the show's been good. We are still in our same spot. Maybe we'll get our own barn someday. That's true. <laughs> you never know. Something to, something to look forward to. Yeah. So have you but, just been, uh, what have you been up to? So we, I think we talked to you last year. Have you? It seems like you've been just ping pong balling all across everywhere. I, I've been just, you know, stand up is my favorite. I mm-hmm. always love doing the stand up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a Netflix special, which I'm excited about. Oh, tell us about it. That'll air in uh, December at the latest of this year. Congratulations. And I, the yeah, last one awesome. I did was five years ago. So Netflix has really grown so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah, in five years with Netflix, I mean, it's five huge years. now. Now it's winning Oscar. When it when it went to Netflix before, here's how much it's grown. It went to comedy. I wanted it to go to Comedy Central. Mm. No, in other words, we, and the way it works with mine is uh, we shot it. Not we, but a production company shot it and paid for it, and then they go and sell it. They feel they'll be and they did. The last one, New Wave, uh, they saw. They ended up selling. Before that, they sold it to Comedy Central. This one they saw. I wanted to sell to Comedy Central, the last one, and it didn't. You know, no big deal. It's yeah. just they weren't really buying a ton of specials at the time, and they passed on mine. And then they said, well, Netflix is going to buy it. And I was like, well, that's better than nobody. <laughs> that was five years ago. That was yeah. better than nobody. And I was aware of Netflix. They were definitely, you know, made their mark. Uh, but then literally like four or five months after they started airing it, I went, Oh, I think I'm getting more play out of this than I would on Comedy mm-hmm. Central. And the uh, so this one I really wanted to go to Netflix. I'm like, please Netflix buy it. And uh and they did. So. How much changes in 5 years now? You're like, please. Yes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah, good for them for uh, for creating what they created. Um so uh but it's it's this is the this is the most control I've ever had over a special. The one I did now was the one I wanted to do for a while. It's in a room. They set dress. They just use the room as a as a as a shell, mm-hmm. and it looks like a a really cool like jazz club from like the fifties. And it's I have a six piece band. Oh wow! And, where where uh, was it actually filmed? In? in Los Angeles. Awesome. And a lot of the podcast listeners came, so I was like able to tell them, "Hey, wear bow ties, dress up," you know. <laughs> and uh, the band played as they were coming in, and we did an opening scene, which is very short of me on a tour bus coming through Los Angeles, turning down the streets. It ends up as we're getting off the tour bus, me and the band, The uh, you see that uh, Jeff Garland is the tour bus driver. <laughs> and we don't really make a big deal about it. We're just yeah. like, people are like, wait, was that Jeff Garland wearing a, a bus driver hat? And... Um, and it was just a, it was it was a lot of fun. It's not much more you can explain, but the the the, the look of it, everything, the audience. It was the first time I had control over everything. Like something that always bothers me with specials, and it's getting better, mm-hmm. but it's not getting great. Um, that they show audience shots, which I understand why they show audience shots. I mean, I get they use them to edit, but they also use them to get a pulse of what's going on in the audience. They're always so bright. They light the audience up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten, in the 80s, it was a ten. They were as bright as the stage. <laughs> and then it went down to an eight. And then when it was a, a six, like ten being the brightest, mm-hmm. they started to, in all fairness, they, a lot of specials started to go to six. They, oh, they don't got to be that bright. Cameras are better now. Yeah. Mine, it was like 
out of two. Nice. And it was blue. They gelled the whole audience blue. So they were in a sea of blue. And when they cut to people in the audience, it was like, yo, that's where they are, watching the show in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, and they weren't all people just applauding, you know, ridiculously applauding. <laughs> Sometimes it was just somebody like, there's a shot of a woman with her like hand in her palm watching the show like this, just taking it in. <laughs> and I love it. That's and I, awesome. And I love that they used that shot. No, she didn't. She wasn't applauding. She wasn't even really laughing, but she was just soaking it in. It's only a five second or four second shot of her. Mm-hmm. But those are the type of shots throughout the night. So they really portray? portray? Yeah, portray. The audience of what they're like. Some of the shots were them laughing, some of them were just taking it in, but no matter what shot it was, it was like, oh yeah, that's why, that's where they were in real life. And they're They're, present. That's an actual audience. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. actual reaction. In the dark, watching a show like they would, not bright as could be. So um, I I really, uh, this was a fun special to do. what's, What's the name of your special? It's called Act Happy. Uh, but um, I saw that a comedian, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name, had a special called Happy Face. Uh, I liked it, actually. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank to his name. I'm That's doing embarrassing. It. I'm doing it. Um, Ryan Hamilton. Ryan Hamilton. Yeah. His is, but they probably aren't going to care. But, you know, the what I wanted to call it uh, was, there's a, I wanted to call it Suck My Pigeon Dick, <laughs> which I know it's a, it's a stretch for Act Happy, <laughs> because I have a joke about pigeons. You know how sometimes they're crossing the street? When you're like in the yeah. city, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and then when their light turns green, they start hustling out of the way. They like they pick up the yeah. pace a little. But I go one day, I realize, wait a second, you can fly, you dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think it's passive aggressive. They're like, oh, they hustle. Hustle means I'm trying. Like I am aware that I have to yeah. get out of the way of the car. I'm hustling. So I always thought the pigeons were like, that's right, I can fly. Suck my pigeon dick. <laughs> and in the special, I turn to the camera and I go, you know what? That's what I want to call the special. So I can call whatever I want, but. You know, I do have a manager and the and the producers from the special. I said, what about suck my pigeon dick? I mean, I literally say it in the special. They go, well, people might get turned off by that. And I thought, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't, I don't want to be so, you know, I, I can get, you know. But then I want, well, do I want the audience that's going to go, well, I don't want to, I don't need to see a special where he says suck my pigeon dick. <laughs> no. I want the audience that goes, well, that's silly. That's so stupid. But I don't think like it's going to be They're going to be watching called. your entire set. And then as soon as that comes on, oh, yeah. I got to write now. Oh, that's right the line. Now, that's the line. Suck my pigeon Dear Mr. Dick. Netflix. This so it's suck my disgusting. pigeon dick. Act happy. <laughs> What were some of the others? Well, there's another one I wanted to call it Fuck Rory Scovel because <laughs> in the middle of the whole, Rory says something in his Netflix special about me at the end. He goes, well, at least I'm not Todd Glass, and they throw him in a dumpster. <laughs> so I found out they did that because he had one of the same people that uh, produced his special, produced mine. So S- Scott Moran, uh, he told me that, uh, that they did that, and he showed me the clip. So in the middle of mine, <laughs> I went out early, and I told the whole audience what I wanted to do. I said, look, before the special started, I sort of did my own warm-up. And I said, hey, in the middle of the special, I'm going to mention Rory Scovel. I'm going to mention him in a very positive way. I want you guys to all go, fuck Rory Scovel. Fuck Rory Scovel. Fuck Rory Scovel. And then the band guy comes in with the drums. Bump, bump, bump the trumpet. Bump, bump, bump. Everybody, drums, keyboards, guitar. The band starts singing it. And the editor, even though if he shortened it, I could have let it breathe longer. But without me even telling him, he let it breathe. It's a minute long. Oh, my God. And, and the crowd just goes on. No, no, no. But the whole time I play that, I go, come on, guys. No, Rory Scovel is a friend of mine. What's, no, what is? what do you mean? What, what did he do to you? I don't understand. 
And then, fuck Rory Scovel. Oh, fuck Rory Scovel. So I think fuck Rory Scovel is funny because you don't even have to know. Like, if you don't know who Rory is or anything, it sounds like, what is fuck Rory Scovel? Yeah, like, Rory Scovel. What did this guy do? Yeah, what yeah. did he do? Or is that a name of a, it sounds like it could be like a corporation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Rory Scovel, they were the end of, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, um, so there's a few names uh, that we got. So, or it might end up just being called Act Happy. Oh, does, I like it. Does Rory know, know about it? Or? He does. I showed it to him. He said he's already pitching ideas for his next one, <laughs> what he wants to do to get back at me. We're like, he said, we're like modern day rappers, you know, with our feuds. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, wow. So there's that. So there's that. Yeah, and that's also, fantastic. And you still have your, and uh, you wrote a book a couple years back, right? I did. I did. That's still for sale called, what's uh, called, uh, that was another, what is it with me and titles? Um, I don't know. And this is one you wrote. The oh, wait, Todd Glass situation. The Todd Glass situation. Yeah. A bunch of lies about my personal life and a bunch of true stories about my 30 year career in stand up comedy. Yeah. I wanted to call that book because that basically is a book that after I, uh, you know, came out on the Mark Marin show about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, the, the situation, uh, a bunch of lies, the Todd Glass situation is, where that name came from is what I would call my life because I didn't want to say like the word I didn't want to say like gay I just Mm. had a lot you know a lot of those words you know were difficult for me even as an adult so like if I was telling a close friend even even a close friend if nobody was around I would be like of course because that's the only person I would talk to it about I would go well you know um my parents are coming into town and they don't really know about my situation. Oh. <laughs> uh, or, you know, whatever. Would, yeah. Or my significant yeah. other, I would go, well, his friends are coming in and they don't really know about his situation. <laughs> so my friend Daniel Kino goes, he goes, oh, is that what you call it? A situation. You really got yourself into a situation, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and uh, what's your situation? So, so, but I wanted to call the special and it tell, talks about this in the book. It would have made sense. And I, and I think we should have called this. I think it, I do. I don't know why I gave in because Simon and Schuster were so nice and they really were nice. I thought, well, they, they might know some things I don't know about promotion. But the, the title I wanted to call it was All I Ever Wanted to Meet Was a Girl with a Terminal Illness. And uh, other stupid things I said to keep the closet door shut, which I thought made it make sense. Yeah. I didn't even That's want the word closet yeah. Yeah. in my title. I didn't want the word closet. All those words, I didn't want them in there. Closet or come out of the closet or any of that. But I said, if you let me, it was really called all I ever wanted to do was meet a girl with cancer and other stupid things I said to keep the closet door shut. They didn't say okay to that. I said, well, what about if we go with, and of course, it, of course we know it has nothing to do with making fun of the could you say the plight of cancer or the, mm, or, right. or the, the yeah. heartache of, of the, from the day you find you have it, what it does to you, what it does to your family? No, uh, it, it has to do with the absurdity of trying to lie yeah. and the lies you will make. And that came from a real thing from me and this uh, a friend of mine that I knew and none of us wanted anyone to know. So we would we didn't think it through. So we were like. What if we met a girl and she had cancer? And then if she died, we'd be like, oh, Todd never got over Lisa. That's uh, a shame. You know, I'm like wow. 50, 60. Yeah. He never, he never, uh-huh. behind my back, he never got over Lisa. No, that's it. Yeah, that's so then I he's thought, still single. He's yeah. still single. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's 70. He's yeah. still single. Never got over Lisa. <laughs> so that was it. All I ever want, So we thought all I ever wanted to do was meet a girl, a nice girl. All I ever wanted to do was meet a nice girl with a terminal illness. And, other, <laughs> and then the subtitle and other stupid things I said. But they were like not okay with that, so we went with the Todd Glass situation. 
And well, there I think we both go. of them are solid. Yeah, Thank they're both you. good. I, I like the other Especially one. after hearing the explanation of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes a lot more sense. I love it. He goes, oh, is that what you're, you're in a situation? <laughs> that's, that's what situation? it is. It's not just your life. It's a situation. Yeah. I've got a real situation on my hands. What is it? I like dudes. <laughs> yeah. That could have been the title. That's great. Yeah. I like dudes. <laughs> Talk about situation. I like dudes. You know, that, that was a way that um I, I was a very uncomfortable. I, I'm at a different place now than I was with it before. And but that was another way I would tell people, like when I had friends and I thought they knew. At one point, I would just tell friends because I thought they have to know. Yeah, they have yeah. to know. So I would go, and it was very hard for me. And it is; it's very hard to say it, mm-hmm. even when you know they know. So I would go. I remember a friend of mine. I go, "There's something." I go, "You notice, like, I don't have a girlfriend." I wanted them to say it. The yeah. only person that ever said it. Well, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Uh, never mind me. The only person that ever helped me and finished my sentence for me. Everyone else, they were afraid because they thought if they said it, it wasn't true, that then that would insult me. Mm-hmm. That's right. what they told me later. So they would go, Todd, you're going to have to say it. And I would go, I like dudes <laughs> instead of girls. And they, then they got it. They didn't go, what yeah. do you mean like dudes, like friends? <laughs> they knew. They knew at that point. And they had a feeling. But um, some didn't. But I would go, I like dudes. Because that was like, hey, that's a that's a cool way to say it, you know? Yeah. Um, that looks, hey, who could have a problem with that? I like yeah. dudes. Well, you don't like dudes? What's <laughs> wrong with dudes? <laughs> What's wrong with I like dudes. What's I'm a cool problem? guy. Yeah. I like that fun. <laughs> um, but the only person that ever helped me say it was, I was, we it was, I had, it was open. I was touring with Louis that year and did every one of his shows. So we were on the road a lot together. And Louie has some very, very clean, some, some thoughts about that topic that are so clean that you, you, that you, that only like, it's amazing that he can, they can be the, understand it mm-hmm. that much. And he, he, so anyway, he started talking about something in a show of his and I started to like, well, I don't want to tell you what I started to do. So I go, I go, what am I doing? Like, I'm, we're on this plane. It's just me and him on the plane traveling through the night. And that's out of nowhere. I go, Louis, there's Louis, something I want to tell you, and now I have to. And don't let me not. Hello, Louis. <laughs> yeah, like, because well, I, I knew if I said that to him, I go, Louis, there's something I want to tell you, and then don't let me not tell you. And I go, wow, now I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Don't let me the not say it. The pressure's on, yeah. I go, Louis, can you just say it? It's personal. It's about me. It's something. You know what it is. Just say it. He goes, you're gay. I go, oh my God, thank you. He goes, how did you know? Did you just know all along? Because I'm okay. There was many variations. Some people, some people oddly had no idea. Mm-hmm. Other people absolutely knew. The more you were around me, the more you figured it out. A drop dead gorgeous guy like me without a girl in his life, sure, people figured it out. <laughs> you are um, quite handsome. There's a situation over there. <laughs> <There's> a... <laughs> Call back. But I go, how did you know? He goes, well. When I started talking about that episode on my show where we were talking about this, he goes, you started sweating profusely. (laughs) (laughs) And I was. I was like, oh, my God. So um, (laughs) anyway, and then onward we move. Oh, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Now your situation is definitely you. You're doing great. You're having fun. All I want, I've said this on your show before, all I really want is a tour bus and to tour around the country. That's oh, and all you, I want to do. Every time you come yeah. here, you were that much closer. I mean, next time, uh, yeah. we're, we're going to have to like secure half the parking lot so that your tour bus can park well, out I would here. Love oh, that'd it. be awesome. No, uh, we'll go do the interview on the tour bus. <gasps> yes. That's, what I, I, hey, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I love the tour bus. It is the best. Brian Regan's tour bus is the best. Sometimes after the show, he'll invite people onto the tour bus if he's not pulling off to another city. And it's just so much fun. Oh, it's yeah. so great. We... Uh, 
matter of fact, when we did, I did one tour with Louie on a tour bus. He's never done it again because he can't sleep on a tour bus. Okay. So if you can't sleep on a oh, bus, then it doesn't yeah. work for you. But yeah. if you do, what do you care while you're sleeping? Some people go, yeah, but it's nine hours. I don't care if I'm sleeping. What happens? It's like if you're sleeping in your hotel bed and it starts yeah. and the whole hotel starts up and drives to their next venue. Yeah. But That's it's magic. Just, it's a, it is. It's a I think lot it'd be relaxing, fun. actually. Just it is. The, yeah, on the road with the hum and yeah, I I agree. I agree. I just did one with Daniel Tosh where we had two tour buses. So he had his wife and him and his two dogs in the one tour bus, and then we, me, uh, it's uh, Ian Edwards, Greg Hahn, and me. Uh, and uh, Eddie Gosling were on the other tour bus with the road manager. So do you have like your own little individual bunk bed thing? Yeah, they're, they're they're set up. It's amazing how many bunks they can fit, but they're set up. They can reconfigure them. Mm-hmm. So the tour bus life, if you're in a band and you got like eight people, nine people, 12 people on a tour bus, that's a hard life. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little... Di- but when you have four people on the tour bus, you have the back room if you want it. You can go into your your bunk and the bunks turn into more like little cubicles on, train, on trains mm-hmm. where you can... Because they take all the dividers out. They just make okay. it. Like, so there's areas for everyone to have their own space. There's a front living room. There's a back living room. You can find your bunk. And there's only oh. four of us. So And we had hotels. So, oh, so we really did it like, you know, really Daniel Tosh. We, we toured the best possible way you could do it. A lot of times we would like pull into a venue. Let's say we pulled into the venue. We had our choice what we could do. Is this boring? No, no this, I don't, is this is fascinating. <laughs> we haven't been uh, yeah. on tour before. We, we would pull into a venue we would finish at one venue, wherever we were. We'd usually wrap it up around 10 o'clock. Mm. And we'd get on the bus. You, there was always, like, dinner waiting. You know, they would have whatever we ordered. That's and we awesome. would get along. We, we were on the tour bus for uh, uh, 40 days straight, shows every single night. We had not one argument, not one fight. It was just... That's amazing. It was That's, amazing. Yeah. We all met for lunch to the end. Every day, wherever we were at, we would meet for lunch. And that's a good sign. When people stop stop meeting for lunch, you're like, I think we're yeah. all getting on yeah. everybody's nerves. It, so we would get on the bus, we'd eat dinner. And then depending what the, where the next venue was, we'd usually pull in like, let's say you're pulling at four in the morning. You could have the choice to finish out your sleep on the tour bus. You just tell the tour manager what you want. Mm-hmm. You finish out the sleep on the tour bus, then wake up at nine and go up to your hotel room. The, your luggage would already be in there, the, the carry-on bag you had. Wow. wow yeah. Or you could uh, wake up at four in the morning. And I said, let me finish out my sleep. Mm. I want to finish out my sleep. I'll wake up and get into the hotel. But I never did. I would hear the brakes. And I would just want to be up. Because there's something fun about the tour bus pulling into the hotel. It's like a... It's like a... It is like a a jet engine coming through the city. Like these two mammoth pieces of everyone of, turns to look they do uh-huh. because it's very overwhelming it's some the like, way they can that? drive them and they start turning down the city mm-hmm. block and then the next one's pulling in then you pull in and so i would always get up and you know go into the room early in the morning and then uh, so yeah it was it was great and uh, we would just do bits and we had fun and and then we daniel the first night we got to port where were we at in Port, we came through Portland. You did. We came through Portland. I think. I'm almost positive. Oh no, we bought the bikes. Doesn't matter. You know yeah. when you tell a story like that. <laughs> we bought like four or five bikes. So we had bikes underneath the bus. So whatever oh, city we were so in, you could we ride could bicycles around. Yeah. So you guys were all riding around on bikes together? We didn't always Biker. do it together. <laughs> Daniel would get up, like, him and his wife would get up at, like, 7 in the morning and take long hikes with their dogs and stuff. We, I didn't get up. I don't get up for 7 in the morning no, unless I'm helpful. going to bed. <laughs> um, uh, but we would all meet for lunch every day, uh, and uh, it was just so much fun. That is wonderful. You want to hear a stupid little interesting thing? Um, 
one day Greg Hahn came back. He goes, I just learned something, and it's so stupid. I went up because I was up last night really late, and I went up and I sat with the bus driver because he's in his own little – there's a door that slides open like a sliding door, and he has his front area. So he can keep it heated the way he wants it, keep the air conditioning the way he wants it, the music that he might want. He goes, I was bored. I went up. I go, hey, is it okay if I sit up here? Because there's another seat. The bus driver was a real super nice guy. He goes, oh, yeah, I don't mind. I always appreciate the company, you know. And he goes, but there is one rule. He goes, "Um, no yawning or talking about you being tired. And then Greg goes, oh, my God, I can't even say, of course I wouldn't do it. He goes, yeah, I would do that. Not (laughs) thinking. I go, Oh my God, I think I did that. I went up one night, I was like on the on another tour, I went, yeah, I can't sleep, I'm so tired. Oh God. <laughs> he goes, this guy's gotta drive six more hours. So, so that's the rule. That, he goes, yeah, just come on up, but you can't. And he goes, wow, that's, a, he goes, thank you, I will. He goes, so Greg goes, then I got paranoid. I go, so how long have you been driving a bus? The bus driver started telling me, and you know when you're hiding, you yawn. Yes. Uh-huh. So now my lips were like, <laughs> he goes, all right, well, I better get out of here. Oh, because this stuff like to overcompensate. I'm so awake right now. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I don't think I can sleep for days. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like when they would go, like, it was all a joke, because, you know, the driver would be like, if I ever saw the driver, like, we'd pull over to get gas, and he was getting a cup of coffee. I was like, wait. Are you tired? I know. <laughs> Should I stay up? Are you sure you can do that? You sure? You want me to stay up there and help you out? <laughs> Matter of fact, one day the, the bus drivers would all get rooms too, obviously, because they would yeah. sleep when you know when everyone else. They, the minute they pull in at five, six, seven in the morning, they sleep all day. Yeah. And then they get up at night. And uh, one time I was walking to the elevator, and I knew one of the bus drivers was staying next to me in my because I saw him when I went into my room. He went into his. I knew he was there. And I I went by, and for some reason the do not disturb sign was on. The floor, you know, sometimes it just falls on the ground outside the, the door. Yeah, it fell on the floor, and I noticed it. You know, just happened to notice it. No big deal. Went down to the elevator, pressed the button. I went, you know what? I think I better go back and put his do not disturb sign on. I don't want this guy getting woke. You know, exactly. housekeeping knocking on his door. I want this guy getting a full night's sleep. So that was that tour, and that was pure joy. And one other quick thing: the best part when we would pull out of some of these big universities because all the college, all they were mostly on college campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, they we would get like, it was absurd. It's not the way it normally is. That uh, and I think it's fun for the, the 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 there are they are police officers, but they're police officers that might be their jurisdiction is on the college campus. Oh yeah, campus yeah. campus yeah. cops. Yeah. Campus yeah. cops. Sometimes yeah. they're campus security. These were you know these were actually cops that were that their jurisdiction was in that area. Gotcha. So we'd have two, one behind the two buses and one ahead of the two buses, and they would take us out. Oh, of like the with venue, the lights on and everything. With the lights on. <laughs> so matter of fact, the first like time the I saw. It was, it was absurd. And, and I would show everybody, we'd all run up to the front of the tour bus where the bus driver was because we'd want to see. So one time it just happened. We're like, this is absurd. This is so much fun. We felt like little kids. And then, the, so the next time when I saw the police, like, as we were all getting on the buses, I would notice, I go, can we get the, the, the lights? Because some, and it did help because there was a lot of traffic when it, like, when a five, 6,000 seat venue lets out, yeah. there's people walking everywhere. So, like, not only that, where they would stop the lights because there was people controlling the traffic lights. Mm-hmm. So they would have them all red and one guy in front, one guy in the back, and they would just take us all the way up onto the interstate. They would pull onto the interstate. We would, you know, and then they would go their own way and we would just shoot, shoot uh, wherever wow, we like had to go. Wow, like a slingshot and then awesome. you just go off yeah, into the sunset. they would just go, you'll wow. take it from here. A police escort. It was absurd. That's But we loved ridiculous. it. We got some video. The last two days, we're like, we have no video of the police escorts. <laughs> so uh, that was a, that was a, you know, I've been doing this 35 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was, the whole experience was a great experience. And not one argument, not one fight. We just, it was pure joy. All doing bits, 
all the time. I think it was the space we had that we had two different buses. Yeah, it yeah. was creative yeah. and yeah. happy and not and in each other's no. It was space, not in yeah. each other's space. And every day at one o'clock or two, everybody would uh, meet up for lunch somewhere. That's wonderful. It I'm was. so glad That's, you had that experience. And yeah. You will have it again. I know. I hope so. It was nice. It's someone else's tour, mm-hmm. so you know you they they like if it's your tour, you can plan it differently. Like yeah. you can go. You know what? Like when I did the tour with David Cross, he chose. If I remember this correctly, he chose to uh, stay at some of the venues longer at night, which I did like that because I like to go out at night. Mm-hmm. So we could finish our show, go to a bar, go eat dinner, oh, yeah. go hang out, get some of the nightlife of that city. Yeah, get to experience. Right. Yeah. And then maybe we'd leave at 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. No, yeah, 1230, 1 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, pull into the next venue a little later. But who cares? You're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So You're not with, performing till the night anyway. Right, so, yeah. right. With Daniel, we would get on the bus and have tons of energy. We'd be up hanging out for four or five hours. With Cross, we would get on the bus and pretty much go right out. Yeah. You know, so I, I like I liked hanging out. I like both. I like yeah. both. But I liked hanging out in the uh, in the city at night. I like to go out at night. And that's cool that you had such a, like two, you know, comparable situations that yeah. you're mm-hmm. like, I like this and I also like this. And you're yeah. right, the the consistency is the tour bus. Yeah. Which means it seems like you're happy place. So when you have your tour bus, which will you do? Stay at stay. Stay at night. Yeah. Although and again, mm-hmm. I I am obsessed with talking about the tour buses. <laughs> I did really like You're gonna make it happen. I'm sorry. You keep talking about it, it's gonna happen. I did like No, you just put out into yeah. the universe what you want. Right. I have a dream board. It's got a tour bus and it's right in the middle. And a and a picture of a never mind. What <laughs> of a pigeon dick? No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's it. I did like Daniel's uh, I did like Daniel Tosh's obsession with perfection. Like he had it. He down. seems very precise. He is and I really not in the way of not being silly and having fun, not that type mm-hmm. of stiffness. But man, things ran right. <laughs> like we would get out, we would go from the stage. Literally, there was not one thing he had to grab. He would walk from the stage, down the corridor, you know, through the through the back of the arena. Boom, the tour bus is right there. They were turned around, ready to pull out as soon as we were done. Wow. We would all get on the tour buses. We were on the road, you know, within... You know, three minutes. When that was, <laughs> good night, everybody. Boom, we're on the tour buses. Everything where we're at, the food we wanted, everywhere we went, the, everything ran like just perfectly. I appreciate that kind of preparedness. Like, and, and having somebody else doing all that, but that's, just to make sure that it's done. That's what I said. Yeah. I go, maybe I wouldn't want my own tour. Maybe that amount of work takes a lot <laughs> of uh, a lot of people put it together. Yeah, right. But I met. I, I became. You know, I already was pretty friendly with uh, those comedians that I was on the bus with, but we became even closer. Oh, that's a bus. bond. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah he, 40... Oh, they bought slippers for everybody? Talk about perfection. <laughs> we all got on the bus the first day, and there were slippers waiting for everybody. So at night, we could not wear our shoes on the tour bus, Aww. so bringing all that dirt. So we all had comfortable slippers. We, 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 we ended up all buying, like, pajama bottoms, so we could, like... <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun. It's pajama party friend time. Yeah. I like it. God, and I didn't smoke amazing. pot for 30 days. Wow. Because you, you like smoking the pot. I do. I do. And you know what? It was a fun experience. I would like to do something like that again, maybe with pot. Mm-hmm. But uh, Daniel doesn't smoke. And uh, I don't know if Ian does. I know the other guys don't. And buses have been getting pulled over. You know? Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, yeah, you could flush it. But Daniel asked me when he was asking me to go on the tour. He goes, you know, I got to ask this. Like, you know, how, how are you with the pot? I go, no, I wanted to go on the tour. And I didn't want to put 
any doubt in his head. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of going, well, I mean, I could just flush it, or what about if I bring a vape pen? Or, you know, I just said, oh, no, I'm fine. And I was. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. fine. Um, I didn't even, I could have asked for it or tweeted it and got it at different venues and just oh, smoked I it and bet. got on the bus without it. But I didn't smoke for 30 days, and I didn't eat. I ate better because, you know, when you're not high, it's a little easier to have self-control. So I lost 20 pounds on the tour purposely. Dang. Damn, this sounds like the greatest tour ever. Well, I put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got home, I realized it wasn't self-control just when you're on. The first night, we had dinner. We had dinner. Uh-huh. So like I said, and uh-huh. then there were pistachios. That's we we had. That's that was the snack we could have. Pistachios are delicious. And we had some apples and oranges and bananas. We they took from the venue. Oh, like, so like healthy snacks. That's all. So yeah. the first night, I was literally looking for the bus driver's food. I go, he has to have some fucking food on here. You know, like a cabinet with a lock <laughs> yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. Like Doritos bus, in there. Yes, like, and yeah. Oreos. <laughs> I'm like, so I was like opening. And then after a while, I <laughs> went, Todd, you got your pistachios. Then oh. <laughs> <laughs> you start to like them because it's all Get you have. Get tired and give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Todd is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, 730 and 10, and tomorrow night, 730 and 10. Now, after the shows, do you pull like a Daniel Tosh and just run right for your bus? Or do you stay? And, like, I stay around because... Say I have, hi. I have Joe McKenzie and Brad. Brad on drums. Joe McKenzie, who does all the music for my podcast, there in the band. And who's the uh, who's playing Ratchet? Uh, Dylan. What's Dylan's last name? Joe. No. Anyway, <laughs> uh, come on. How do we not know Dylan's last name? Find it out, Nick. Um, Gosh darn it, Nick. Anyway, Dylan is a, a comedian <laughs> locally that's been sitting in with the band playing Ratchet. And uh, so we like to hang out after the show. I, awesome. I like to hang out. And Helium has that bar yeah, you can I like go that, to. The side one and then like Reef? the main yeah. one. Dylan Reef? No. No. Okay. Well, no. Didn't know Dylan Thompson? Uh, what if he's listening? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Dylan. Todd totally remembers. Nick, are you this trying to bit. find out? Hold on. Let's not end the show till we find yeah, out. Okay. Who is Dylan? What is his last name? <laughs> Nick, do you know yet? Nick, do you know yet? Put up. Uh, oh, I even looked at his. I have my phone in the car. I'll cut Where this out and we'll just put like elevator music for like about 30 seconds Can and you then do we'll that? come back in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Folks, <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> I remember who it was. It was Dylan Jones. Uh, yeah. Oh, I heard he's hilarious. Yes, he's great. He's very yeah. funny. Right. Yeah. And he's putting aside his comedic abilities, uh-huh. and he's sitting in with the band on Ratchet. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, well you that's don't want to miss this. So glad mm-hmm. I remembered his name. I know. Yeah. That would have been super Yeah, let awkward. me say it again. Yes. Dylan Jones. There oh, we go. I don't know wow. how we didn't know that before. I don't know I mean, how I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah, really. All right. Well, no more time. So come well, to Helium Comedy Club okay. tonight. And follow Todd and his dreams for his magical tour bus. Yes. yes. Maybe I'll have to start like a, a GoFundMe. You should. Absolutely. I guess that's not. People really need help. I shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. Well, well, maybe bus. not right now. Yeah, yeah maybe not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be fine. I'll get my own tour Let's bus. Wait a beat. <laughs> um, but always fun. Yes, um, thank you for coming in, Doug. Yes, You're always such you. a delight. And thank we you. are going to do this on your tour bus one day. We're going to have... Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, uh, we're going to record on yes. that. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I can't wait for the slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now I'm obsessed with that, All right. too. All right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. Wow. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.